Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, you are listening to this week's podcast version of the One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. We're both still very hot indeed. Um, you switched your air conditioning off. How's that worked out? Yeah, I've got um, so my so my uh, you know I don't want to sound like Eminem here, but my but my palms are sweaty. <laughs> um, he doesn't really talk about underneath his arms, does he? Uh, mm. But I would imagine that he was sweating there as well. And my groin, Steve, um, no, not again, is damp. No, this is, damp. this is this is the second time in two weeks that you've alluded to that area. Apologies, um, there's not a lot I can do about it, but. Uh, you know, as we say in the show, next week, you'll be able to see for yourself, listeners, uh, how sweaty we are, because we're aiming to do uh, the the recording live. I suspect I will have cut about, uh, about a minute's worth of content from this show before it goes live. Just bits that we fluffed. Mm. Um, uh, but imagine being able to hear that unfiltered. Um, well, not good... just hear it, because the, it. Yeah, the software we're using, uh, when I was you know, playing around with it earlier today, it does have a switch, which is, you know, it's it's like, do you want me to record the video? And of course, I turn that off straight away. No, but, thanks. You know, maybe it's up to you, listeners, whether you want us to preserve us forever visually, because we can stream on YouTube now. It's it's entirely up to us. We, we choose not to. We, we choose to keep some mystique. But if uh, if you've heard about The Shed... You'll be able to see the shed. Uh, I'll give you a guided tour, perhaps. Uh, but you do need to uh, write us an email um, or a message of some description, uh, so that we, so that that part of the show won't uh, lag as much as it as it does this week. Um, the unexpected good news is that we do need to thank um, Tears for Fears uh, singer. Um, uh, Kurt Smith. Um, I was just checking which one it was. Um, who's broken his rib? Thanks, Kurt, uh, for that, uh, because that does mean that I will be able to do the show next week. I was going to, I was going to go to a gig next Sunday, but it's wow. been cancelled. It's cancelled this morning because Kurt is desperate to see what we look, what the shed looks like, um, and therefore will be uh, recuperating at home, uh, having sent in a, a letter to. Uh. Uh, the longest-running radio show. Of course, I went to a gig this week with your wife. How did that go? Uh, it was it was fantastic. I went to see Carly Rae Jepsen at Somerset House. Uh, and and has, has Carly Rae Jepsen done anything to 
enable us to continue recording the show? <laughs> Come on, Carly, what are you going to do? She inspires me. She fills me with energy, That's even it. in this heat. Uh, she was excellent, but more importantly, Simon, mm. I, I, uh, I remembered at the end of the gig, uh, euphoric as I was, to broach the subject of our IRL gathering on August yes. the 6th. I heard. And yes. We might even be able to do a show to show live together for the first time in ages. So, Wouldn't that be amazing? So, yes, that sounds like it's all go from my end. Hopefully it's all go from your end as well. Yep. Oh, apart from I dropped very strong hints to the person that was going to get us the posh tickets. <laughs> and I said, yeah, no, I said, we're, we're going to be going to this. And he went, what? Really? I went, yeah, 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 no, yeah. So we'll be there. You know, so we'll be there. And he went, what end are you going in? I said, well, in the Stockport end. And he went, he went, why are you doing that? And I'm like, well, if only there was somebody in a position to give us some posh seats elsewhere. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. So let's tear oh. that place apart. Uh, <laughs> pictures, picture of us on the Stevenage local paper with plastic seats in our hands. Exactly. <laughs> throwing them at the director's box. There we go. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Right. Uh, we need to crack on. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, please send us letters. Um, drop us notes. Join the Discord. The link for the show will be there next week. So if you want to watch us record in inverted commas live, uh, we'll see you there. Um, but until then, enjoy the show. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, Steve. I am a very hot Simon Byron. No question there, but the thing is, this is the second week in a row you've started the show by talking about that. Well, because it's unrelenting, this... Uh, I mean, it, we are in the middle of a global warming crisis, Steve. Did you think mm. that it would be... What, you thought it would be cut, dealt with with one episode, did you? I didn't know, I didn't know this was the new ongoing plotline I was buying into. Uh, uh, and I, if, I'm not if, loving it right now. I'm exactly, not enjoying it. If only it wasn't. Mm. Uh, how are things where you are? Uh, they are sticky, Simon. I think that's the best way of putting sticky it. Sticky Steve. I have closed i've had the blinds closed all day i've been hunkering down in this room um we have the other room the one where my daughter sleeps that's had the door closed and the good fan circulating so that's about three degrees three degrees cooler but yeah i am dreading tomorrow because tomorrow's the big one isn't it tomorrow and tuesday uh Mm. I, i i was hoping to get to bristol this week but it doesn't look like i'm going to be able to they've cancelled all trains on tuesday already Ah, yeah. Well, there's a strike next week as well, which almost came in the way of me going to Bristol the week after, son. We'll look back at this, won't we, in a, in a few years' time and, and the summer of discontent and we'll curse the fact, we'll, whoa, you know, vote for Labour, that's what will happen. Mm. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but the, the, well, you say we'll look back on this. I, I did see 
one of those I think it was an adapted Simpsons meme that said no this is uh, this is the uh, coldest summer of the rest of your life <laughs> oh dear uh, how are you going to prepare for it then Steve what because, the future? <laughs> well, let's 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 talk about the imminent future in the next couple of days because there've been all sorts of tips about how to stay cool. Mm. One of which what? involved rubbing a raw onion on you. What? What on Even me it, specifically? On, on Steve, it said. <laughs> yes. I don't like this idea. I don't like no. it. I, why? Why does that help? Is it because you're so distracted by the smell of onion? I don't know. I, I just, I, say, I just, I just, your tears will, will, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I just stopped reading because it's obvious rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there we go. Well, I think the slightly proven thing is, um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you about something in a minute and I'm going to use this time to change the name of the person involved, uh, this padding. But the, the slightly proven thing is uh, freezing a bottle of water putting it in your, you know, putting a bottle of water in your freezer and then putting that behind the fan, right, that you okay. use. So the fan is no longer just circulating, drawing in warm air and pushing that around the room, but instead drawing in air that has been cooled, uh, which I can trust. Well, I can believe the uh, science behind that if there is science and it's not just something that I'm not really thinking about too hard. It certainly sounds more plausible than sticking an onion on you, doesn't it? A friend of uh, a friend of the family uh, circulated a photo of them uh, having gamed the system and ha- having left their uh, fridge freezer doors open. <laughs> and then, so, so on top of the crippling heat, they've got no food, right? <laughs> and then, when it was questioned. 12 hours later whether this would actually do any good they claimed that the fridge freezer was broken uh and that's why they were doing that and to me it seems that that's probably effect and cause in that order uh and some hiding of (laughs) of the fact that they thought that might be a way of cooling down the environments rather than breaking your fridge freezer is this someone on your side of the family or, or <laughs> is, it, is it yours or is it your partner's? What I'm wondering is whether is whether you 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 need to split with your partner or not. Get out of the family, Steve. Sounds dangerous. So, uh, how's the rest of your week been? You've been in Brighton, haven't you? I was down in Brighton. I didn't see you. I heard rumours of you. Uh, <laughs> Who did you hear that here. from? He's been here. <laughs> He's been there. Um, yes, I mean it was. Yeah. There's a difference uh, to appreciating the heat when you're down by the coast, isn't there? Um, Mm. I mean, it was lovely. It was really lovely. Um, The event itself was fun. Uh, The hotel was having renovations. Um, So, yeah, Brighton was very hot. The conference was very hot. Uh, The hotel I was staying in uh, didn't have all rooms air-conditioned. Mine, fortunately, was. But I did bump into someone as I was leaving, and we were passing in the corridor, and I said... uh, you know, how was your room? Was it air conditioned? She said, no, it wasn't. She said, so, what I'm going to do now before I go to the conference is I'm going to go and sit in my car <laughs> with the air conditioning on in her car. Uh, so, yeah. No, but it was nice to be out and about. <clears throat> uh, nice to see people. Sad not to see you, but um, I didn't get down there until Wednesday morning, and I think you, you, you'd you left. Yeah, I, was, uh, I left was around it? about Wednesday lunchtime, so maybe we overlapped for a little while. We'll talk more about my... Uh, accommodation and my uh 
my Wednesday morning later in the show. I think we'll do that just after the uh, just after the letters, maybe just after the news. Um, yeah, but it's been a it's been a good week. I've played a few games as usual, uh, as well as Noita, which I'm still playing, um, and I have got a couple of news stories as well. Great stuff, Steve. It's go- it's all going to be fine, isn't it? Yeah, we should also, um, as part of sort of our intro, any other business intro, say if you were hoping to keep catch One Life Left live this week on the Discord, that's been postponed until next Sunday uh, because we because we because for uh, two reasons: one, technically couldn't quite get it to work, and secondly. For some reasons, possibly related to the stuff that you were meant to be sorting out, the One Life Left card keeps getting declined. Uh-oh, we've had our funds drained. <laughs> Good, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. hopefully being cool on them because I don't think anybody would want to see me right now. I cannot guarantee, Steve, that I will end the show with my top on. You never can, though, Simon, so no change there. Shall we get on with the news? Let's do the news. Okay, Simon, did you, I assume you found some new stories because you're the professional here. Yes, Steve, I've got one, two, three, four, five. Let's see if any of them overlap. Okay, well, I guarantee that you're, I, I am certain that your lead story is going to be my lead story. Certain? 80% sure. There's been one big kerfuffle in video oh, games the last week. I wasn't going to open with that one. Okay. In fact, I was going to, I was going to roll, I was going to segue into the story about Heat, Steve. All right, off you go. Videogameschronicle.com wrote uh, Tom Ivan. With temperatures soaring across the globe, Nintendo has issued a warning to players against using the Switch in very hot conditions. Japan recently experienced its hottest June on record, with temperatures regularly exceeding 35 degrees C in Tokyo and reaching a record of 40.2 in the city I cannot pronounce. Uh, dangerous heat waves are also affecting parts of Europe, China, Southern, West uh, and Central US. In a message on its Japanese Twitter account via Nintendo Life, Nintendo advises, uh, advised users against using the Switch in conditions above 35 degrees C and warned them not to block the system's air intake and exhaust vents. If the Nintendo Switch is used in an area with high temperatures, the temperature of the device may become high. Semicolon. Use the device in an area with temperatures between 5 degrees C and 35 degrees C, it said. Also, if the air intake and exhaust vents are blocked, the temperature of the device may increase. Please ensure good ventilation around the air intake and exhaust fence, uh, vents. So that's unusual, Steve, isn't it? That actually, uh, with the heat apparently set to hit over 40 degrees in parts of England this week... Uh, there'll be certain people that have been told by Nintendo to put down their Switches. Hmm. I mean, most of that's common sense, right? They're saying if your cooling devices on your, uh, if your cooling uh, vents on your device are not working properly, then the thing will get hot. So don't use that. And yeah, I mean, it does also make sense that if you're playing in abnormal temperatures, which is what we're expecting on Monday and Tuesday. 
Doesn't say rub an onion on it, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. Or stick a bottle of frozen water next to the vent. Exactly. Uh, I, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting that they said just don't, just don't use it. Mm. I wonder what the what the guidelines are for the Steam Deck. That's more likely to affect you, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's going to partly affect uh, the record-breaking temperatures because that thing does get hot. Does it? <laughs> okay. I mean, the same is true of uh, my Mac as well, which. Uh, like very observant is that what you call when you listen to something i guess observant listeners to one life left last week will have heard the fan running in the background and that was my my mac overheating in those temperatures so yeah um be careful with your electronic devices listeners don't want anyone to get hurt or the devices themselves what's your next story steve this is uh, from Vicky Blake, regular contributor to our show via me reading out her news stories from Eurogamer.net. Unity CEO apologises for criticising mobile developers who don't prioritise monetization. Um, so this is a story, a sort of the second part of a story which comes from earlier this week. Uh, Riccatello was slammed for stating that mobile developers who don't seek to squeeze monetization from their smartphone games represented only a very small portion of the games industry, calling them the most beautiful, pure, brilliant people that were also some of the biggest effing idiots. He didn't say effing, Simon. He, he, said, the F- he said the full word, did he? The, the actual word. Whoa! Had he been drinking? Well... Not as far as we're aware. He later, according to this piece uh, by Vicky, says, well, he insisted... (laughs) Initially, he insisted the interview was clickbait and out of context. He's now apologised for his, quote, crude word choice and said if he had been smart in choosing his words, he would have said that he is working to provide developers with tools so they can better understand what players think. And it's up to them to act or not based on this feedback. I'm going to start with an apology he said in a lengthy statement posted on Twitter, the home of public apologies. My word choice was crude. I am sorry. I am listening. Another, you know, classic Twitter statement. And I will do better. He's hitting all of the correct Twitter notes here. What I can do, perhaps, is provide more on what I was thinking when I did the interview, what I would have said if I'd taken greater care. First, I have great respect for game developers, clearly. The work they do is amazing, including... He goes on to list different types of works, but also mentions a creative project, a game made just for the sheer joy of it, presumably not by effing idiots. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes all a game developer wants is to have a handful of friends enjoy the game. Art for art's sake and art for friends. Other players want dollars to buy the game or game items so they can make a living. Both of those motivations are noble, he explained. Yeah, etc, etc Anyway, he concludes That's it Lots of words and a sentence I wish I had never said Um, Poor John Poor John Poor John and the millions and millions and millions He made from selling a load of Unity shares what, do, do you think this is normal behaviour for John Riccatello, where he, uh, he he means to say one thing but comes out with expletives? Does he have any, <laughs> does he have any kids? And like when he tucks them into bed at night, just goes, oh, F off. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. I meant good night. If I had chosen my words more <laughs> exactly. carefully, he said in a statement on Twitter. 
yeah, it was a very, very silly thing to say, given Unity have, uh, you know, are, are somewhat struggling right now in terms of, uh, you know, <laughs> sort of financially struggling. Their share price has bombed over the last few months and they're struggling kind of for positioning as well. Like, it almost feels like they're going through an identity crisis. What are they? Uh, they're finding it increasingly hard to go up against Unreal in the battle for the AAA devs. And that really is where the money is, um, aside from with ads. And Unity Ads has done you know really well for them, but that increasingly is threatened by Apple and uh, Google's ads policy as well. And so what do they have going for them? Well, they have that they're an engine that democratised that kind of game development went out to indie developers who a lot of whom are just making games you know they'd like to make money but a lot of them are are backing up that life choice uh with well you know i'm doing it for me and i'm trying to make something beautiful and some people don't want to make the cynical money choices squeezing everyone for a dollar and prefer you know their art to stand alone and if it makes money cool that would be great too uh, and effing, effing idiots. Effing Steve. idiots, the lot of them, uh, mm. says Rick Seller. And that's, yeah, not true, obviously. Obviously. Clearly, uh, yeah, so the obviously Twitter l- loved to hate that and was ablaze with uh, takes and hot takes and funny takes on that. And it, was, it came at the same time as well as uh, Unity just uh, let go their internal development team, didn't they, working on a game that they were using as a sort of internal proof case for Unity, which is a very easy thing for people to laugh at. You you know, you make the engine and you can't make a game with it. Do you now see what's wrong? Etc. Etc. It's been a terrible week, I imagine, for the uh, PRs uh, at Unity. Yeah, I would have ended that statement if i was their prs i would have ended it by saying um, you know anyway that's it lots of words and a sentence that i wish i'd never said because i'm an f word <laughs> that's what I would say. the joke's right there it's right there <laughs> uh, well yeah. talking of people that need to apologize um on video games chronicle.com written by jordan midler four guys players report that an error in the game store is causing them to buy items they intended to preview and that Mediatonic is denying refunds. The issue, which has been reported by more than 70 users across multiple Reddit threads, reportedly occurs when a player previews an item, such as a costume, in the Fall Guys store. Typically, players would have to confirm their purchase, but players are now reporting that their in-game currency is being taken in exchange for the item without any confirmation from the player. Uh, A video, so I'm skipping around here because there's been an update to the story, but I'm going to read what happened and then we'll we'll discuss what followed. Uh, A video posted by user uderpydog24 um, appears to show the uh, the issue in action. As the user clicks an item with the intent to preview it, the purchase is automatically completed. Uh, The the Reddit thread is, uh, this new shop is a joke. I was checking out some items and it literally auto-purchased this faceplate I will never use. Uh, at least have a confirm button or something, not even a cancel purchase button. My controller does not have any issues with stuck buttons or double pressing when not intended. Um, uh, user, you chunky Pete, posted an email to Reddit that they claim comes from Four Guys Player Support. It reads, hi there. Thanks for your reply. Please let me correct something from your response. Uh, you've stated that this is a bugged uh, purchase, a known issue. Neither of these things 
uh, is the case. The purchase was made by you, not a bug. Whether it was intentional or not, this is still the case. This is not a known issue because it is not an issue. Items cannot be bought automatically by the system. They always require input from the player. Again, whether accidental or not, you made this input and purchased the item. As per our EULA, which you agreed to, all purchases are final and will not be refunded. <laughs> I apologise for any confusion this may have caused and hope they have cleared this up for you. Kind regards, Steve. Full guys player support. I mean, Steve really could have signed that off with PS. You are an effing idiot. <laughs> like because it's you know that's fine now apparently. So um, update one. Mediatonic spokesperson has provided VGC with the following statement: What is happening in the game is not intended, and we're actively fixing it. The customer service response was also not acceptable. And we'll make <laughs> and we will offer a make good for all affected. Update two. Uh, via social media, uh, Four Guys Game at Four Guys Game posted. We heard your feedback on accidental purchases, and we're sorry <laughs> <laughs> to feedback. make it right. Yeah, hey, we we've sorry, sorry. We're listening. We heard you. You know, we thought you might want to accidentally purchase things. We no idea. Yeah, exactly. You know, sorry, like sorry for trying to innovate within the <laughs> retail sphere. Um, and then uh, so they, to make it right we're improving the store design to prevent this all refund requests for cosmetics from the 21st of June 2022 will be honoured until we re- improve the store uh, and they're giving everybody a skin okay 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 so the way that's phrased sounds to me like this isn't a bug but a UI or UX thing that there is a pathway to buying these things without a confirmation rather than you know, it sounds to me like it's a design issue, not a literal, it's arbitrarily deciding, all right, you've just paid for this thing. But so, but do you think that decision was made cynically then? It's like, hey, hey, should we just stick a, a, com- a confirmation button in here? Nah, F them. There's 50 million of them now. Well, quite. It may be that with the change to free-to-play, a, b- a big part of monetization is getting to... Getting people to pay things, pay for things, friction free, right? Like, yeah, and redesigning those interfaces. So, especially if you've come from, I, I mean, this is all speculation. I have literally no idea what I'm talking about. Neither of us have any idea what we're talking about ever about anything. But with that in mind, like, if you come from the game uh, prior to it being free to play, when and you're used to buying things through that and then it removes some kind of confirmation thing or introduces a new path through it and it maybe does that in some kind of A-B testing way to test, you know, whether the people in New Zealand mind, like, you know, how quickly... They've been buying loads of stuff. They've been buying... This is really works. Face plates, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How how quickly they're able to buy face plates when they don't mean to buy them. Oh, look, revenue stream's gone up. That is the sort of game that... um, some free-to-play people play so who knows who knows uh but the way that's phrased definitely makes me think it's uh it's not just a weird bug Mm. there's been more listening going on in the industry this week steve uh with videogameschronicle.com again uh jordan midler wrote Sega has told the games community, uh, we're talking about uh, Sonic Origins, uh, Sega has told the games community it's working on an update for Sonic Origins that will fix a variety of issues as the title continues to receive criticism from some players. Hold on. So this is the title that the developer uh, went public on, right? They said, yeah, we're not happy, but it was Sega's fault. That's what they said. Um, 
Sorry, I've just had a, a message flash up to me, Steve. Uh, we'll have let's let's get to the end of the news, uh, and then we'll come back to this. Um, in a tweet responding to a fan asking about upcoming patches, Katie Tranoski. I did my best. Apologies. Uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog social media manager replied, "Hey." Thanks for the patience. The team's been listening and is now working on fixing a variety of issues. She continued, we'll make sure to get some more official messaging out once we have more info for everyone. While no information on a release date for the update or the contents of the update has been revealed, many problems such as collision issues in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, sound glitches and muffled audio in all games, problems with widescreen boundaries and odd Tails AI behaviour have all been reported online. The game has faced multiple problems since release, with a prominent modder who was working on a large mod for the game even calling it Absolute S and abandoning the project. Wow. The, modder, the modder who goes by the name of Zanman was working on a mod they were calling Better Origins, which promised to fix a number of bugs and other issues being reported by the Sonic community. The mod has now been cancelled, with modder Zanman saying that the modding process had made it clear to them that the game was in a poor state. Hey, so we decided to stop the, the development of this project, they said. After really digging into the files for this game, it's become way clearer that this game is absolute S. <laughs> What's up with everyone this week? <laughs> I don't know. They've been, they've all been drinking and they've all been smoking the the the, the naughty words uh, pipe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The industry's gone. It's all the heat. It just makes people mm, irritable. Must be, must be, must be. Ah, oh, well, you know, all the best to Sega. I hope you do manage to sort this out. All the best to Sonic as well. All the best to Tails, who apparently is exhibiting curious behaviour in the in the game. Um. Yeah, I haven't played it. It's it's the the old games rebooted, isn't it? So yeah. you and I don't need to play it. We've played them countless times. How many times have you played Sonic, do you think, across the years? <sighs> I don't really like Sonic. Mm, um Same. So I but... try not I try not to play it. You'll have ended where up I can doing help it, it though. Because yeah. I definitely you know me, Steve. You you'll have like I've definitely played it on the Switch recently just because you you know, when when you could and I've played it a couple of times on PC Sega Ages type packs over the years. Um, anyway, maybe this is a uh, maybe it's all going to be fine. <laughs> uh, have you got one more news story? I've got a news story here uh, again from Vicky on Eurogamer.net. World of Warcraft Dragonflight removes gendered language <laughs> from the character <laughs> creation screen, and there may be pronoun choices coming. St- Two. Was this one of your fun? No, I was laughing because I just thought it would be great if you'd gone, World of Warcraft is absolute B. (laughs) (laughs) Said somebody. (laughs) Hey, we're listening. Uh, Say Blizzard. No, sorry, carry on. Um, This is uh, is excellent news. Um, So the alpha test for the new World of Warcraft has replaced gendered language in its character creation screen. Well, previously... The menu offered the choice for either a male or female body type. Blizzard has now removed gendered language and now simply offers the choice between body one and body two, which is a trend I've seen in in other video games as well, um, allowing players to make up their own choice. Um, And, you know, as Vicky uh, Vicky alludes to here, perhaps ultimately define their pronouns, which is something that the the right, and we've seen this a lot with the, the... election for our new prime minister uh, in the uk it's going on people like to get angry for points at things like this which to my mind is 
ridiculous. Just let people... I mean, you're entitled to feel what you want about these words, sure. But just let people live their lives, do whatever they want. It isn't hurting you in any respect. More than that, the people who get angry about it, like the so the Conservatives have been playing the games for points right now, scoring points off each other by accusing each other of being too nice to woke people. But it's been interesting to see that that hasn't really resonated with, um, with the broader uh, public at all. Most of them are like, don't care about that, not interested, interested in what you're going to do about the cost of living crisis, that kind of thing. So the more big games companies who take a stand on this and resist the similar type of uh, angry Twitter people in, in, in our industry, uh, the better, because I really, really genuinely feel like they're just an angry minority fighting against a tide and eventually they will disappear. Bravo, Steve. Thanks. Bravo. Yes. I mean, I did nothing. I read out a news story. That was it. (laughs) Like, uh, but it is good news. Um, Simon. You added flavour to it, Steve. Important (laughs) flavour. I was going to do a story about Sony uh, revealing uh, a new loyalty programme featuring digital collectibles that they are not, uh, that are not NFTs. Um, but I feel like we're running over, so we'll have to skip that, I'm afraid. I want to know what your breaking news was that you received. I got a note, well, uh, so, the, so part of the reason I ended up not listening to much you were saying, uh, for some reason Zoom's booting us off in three minutes. Oh. Mm. Oh, so it is. I Are don't know, sh- yeah. It looks like they've changed something. I wonder if uh, by this time next week, hey, they will have listened hey, we were listening to One Life Left and uh, we understand that you're not particularly happy with a free account now being restricted apparently to 40 <laughs> minutes, even though we're way under that. Um, thank you for letting us know. Uh, we'll be making those changes shortly. Uh, but three now and then, Steve, I'm going to need to log off and log back on. Well, maybe now is a good time for us to do that. Uh, and, you know, next week we won't need to care about it because next week we'll be using a different service and broadcasting live, one assumes. Thanks, Steve, and thanks, Zoom. <laughs> thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. Hey, all. I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, powered by Resonance and our soon-to-be ex-media partner, Zoom. Um, We're a video game radio show. Uh, We're broadcasting live on Resonance 104.4 FM in a very recorded, pre-recorded way. So, sort of live. Uh, We're also a podcast. You can find the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com, where you'll also be able to find the show notes kindly uploaded by our undercaretaker phil uh, there there is also a link to our discord group and hopefully 
on Sunday night next week, 7pm, we will be broadcasting live to Discord and you'll be able to tune in um, and, uh, you know, really appreciate the effort that goes into the post-production process. Uh, develop. I need to tell you about develop, about what happened Please to do. me because I need to get something off, off my chest. It's not exactly video game related, okay. uh, but it is a thing that happened to me. So I stayed at a, an Airbnb in uh, so Develop is a is a British video game conference, and a lot of the British video game industry uh, head down to Develop, and you see the same people every year. And usually, even if you're not going down to the conference, it's nice to go in, go down to the beach, chat to people, see the same people, and then go home, which was my plan. I got an Airbnb. I had one meeting um, there. Uh, had to meet someone. So met with them, stayed over in an Airbnb, uh, and then intended to go back to London on the Wednesday morning. And then I realised, as I was leaving my Airbnb, um, that I needed to do a meeting. And I absolutely realised that suddenly I found myself... uh, Like, the Airbnb uh, checkout time was 10am, and the meeting was at 10am as well. And so I was... Sorry, the meeting was at 930 was it at 9.30? Was it at 9? The meeting was at 9. Just fix this in post, Simon. I so, will do. <laughs> so uh, the meeting was at 9, and I realised I was being thrown out my Airbnb. Worse than that, because Brighton was full of so many people using 4G, I couldn't get a good signal uh, to have this meeting. So I ran down to the beach uh, and started trying to get my laptop in order, sat on the beach, couldn't get on Microsoft Teams, had to create a new Teams account via this mobile signal. It was a bit flaky. Uh, had to do the sort of, um, you know, the two-factor authentication, all of that stuff. Then my laptop needed to reboot and everything was very, very stressful. Uh, slowly people started arriving at the beach. I didn't want to be that person doing a business meeting on the beach. So I put in my uh, Google Pixel Bud things, eventually got onto the Teams call. Then there was a some kind of military fly past while I was trying to do this meeting. Everything was chaos. Um, but managed to get through it and then uh, took out my took out my earbuds. And I thought, no, I'll leave those in. Head up the beach uh, just for my next meeting, which was at 10am. It's 5-2. So it was in a bit of a rush. Um, and got about 30 seconds away. You know that feeling where you've left something behind? Mm. I was like... I've left my wallet. No, my wallet's here. I've left my phone. No, my phone's here. Wait, where are my pixel buds? They're in my ears. Fine. Where's the charging case for the pixel buds? And I realised I'd left it on the beach, which is fine because I'd only moved, you know, about 50 yards from where I was. But, Simon, what? how would you describe... You know what the pixel buds case looks like? No, but I'm familiar with... You're familiar uh, with the sort of AirPod case and yep. stuff. How would you describe the look of that? Like a little egg. Like a little egg. Kind of like, like a... Like a pebble. Like a pebble. Uh, like just a white solid... Kind of designed to look like a pebble. And Brighton Beach, famously. It's not a sandy beach, is it, Simon? Oh, no. So, <laughs> in the chaos, I had put one pebble down in amongst a million and had no way of uh, of locating it. I found roughly my location where I was on the beach uh, and spent the next 10 minutes walking around in circles trying to find a pebble. Didn't find that pebble, found 
half a dozen other other pebbles that looked like the case, took those home to remember it by and immediately bought some more headphones online. The end. So that was my develop. That was uh, that was why I was anxious to leave the place, get home and sulk. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but, you know, somewhere there will be a seagull with a pencil <laughs> bud case. Um, that's awful. I, I'm surprised that it doesn't that you can't locate it uh, using your phone. Well, um, well, I took a photo of the fly pass, didn't I? Like as it came past. Oh, OK. And I was yeah, like, yeah. wait a second, that will have a GPS location to within 20 metres. Ooh, radius that's not helpful it's about two and a half million pebbles so was yeah. was was the meeting worth it it was it was it was definitely worth it um and uh i have now replaced the pixel buds and i'm now trying to get mileage out of that anecdote which is why i just told it on britain's longest running video the world's longest running video game radio show it's canon now you could probably claim it as expensive uh, if, only the, <laughs> if only the card would work. Um, I had a nice time. I did the final session with Jonathan Smith. Um, and highlight for me, Steve, was... Um, so we were doing uh, sort of parlour games based around video games. So, we, I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty straightforward. So we did charades. Um, we did uh, effectively Pictionary. Um, and we did the custom Wordle, as I mentioned uh, last week. And it all went well. But I needed... Um, just like a one-minute intro, uh, which, you know, I, I usually... That, to me, equates to three jokes. Um, and so on the on, on the morning of it, I was like, oh, Jonathan, I'm going to write, I'd have to write some jokes. He's like, no, you don't. We just go straight into it. But I did. I wrote... I wrote... Which I think were officially judged as as two jokes. Um, so... But that was fine. And any, anyway, uh, the session went well. Everybody seemed to like it. I got the train home. Uh, walked up towards the station. I got f- uh, four cans to have on the train, uh, which is a, a ritual of mine. Um, don't buy, don't buy them from the budgeons on the left of the station, Steve. They don't sell <laughs> booze. Buy them, buy them from the Sainsburys, uh, which I did. Sat down, um, and then uh, as uh, which shouldn't come as as a, as a surprise, um, there were other uh, developer conference attendees heading back towards London, um, and so the carriage started filling up. The best thing happened. What is one the of best the, thing? One of those attendees was remarking to his friend, "What a great joke he'd, <gasps> uh, he'd heard in the fire <laughs> And the guy looked and he, he looked over and he pointed over at me and he said, "He made that joke." And I, <gasps> went, thank you. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Should we get on with the letters? Let's do letters. So I say that, Simon, but I'm looking at the Discord now and there are zero letters, which is astonishing. It's also a shame, actually, because I was looking at the inbox and there are zero letters on the inbox. (gasps) There's a a lot of press releases. Um, There's a digital pre-order for Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Um... The British Podcast Awards suggest that we grow our podcast audience. Well, let me tell you, British Podcast Awards, that our podcast hosts are very happy with how we <laughs> So you can stand down. Um, are the Games uh, Media Awards still a thing? No, they're not, um, as far as I know. But uh, doesn't that f- mean there's a gap? 
for Games Media Awards, which we could then run and win. <laughs> there is. Um, I mean, generally, the reception to the Games Media Awards was never positive. No. Well, um, we've got something in common there, then. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, there were a couple of um, awful things that happened as a result of the Games Media Awards, mm. uh, one of which uh, ended up with the games industry being featured in the pages of The Sun <laughs> due to what one rowdy retailer was getting up to. Um, and then, of course, there was the whole uh, issue of people tweeting, uh, a games journalist tweeting in order to win a console or something. Mm. Uh, which left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. It was PS3 defiance, wasn't it? That you see, was it. it worked. It mm. worked. <laughs> it's all there. Uh, so, yeah, I would be reluctant to um, to bring that back. But what if we did? <laughs> what if we what just did one award? Just oh, one. I see. Maybe we, we can just... get the domain. The like British pro- Games, the British Games Podcast Award, mm-hmm. best and longest running video game. Let's go for longest running video game radio show. Just have it, have it, you know, just verified in some way. Anyway, uh, no letters apart from stuff in the in the PR inbox. Yeah, the last letter is Chris Conroy's, which we read out last week. What's going on? You think people are, are just they're so comfortable with us just chatting to? each other they don't want to get in the way of that yeah it's hot as well isn't it um uh so you know i can understand it's just, you know if people are thinking about going away some travel mm. at the moment mm. you know maybe maybe they've been um saving some 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 of the shows uh, so they can listen to them on the plane and and, and won't and won't have realized that we haven't had any letters well um, let's hope we get more letters than ever before next week a bumper letters bag um yeah we'll just have to do more reviews that might be a problem steve has anything <laughs> been happening on the on the discord this week well I, I i got quite cross at today's new york times uh new york times crossword which is in the ambiguously gaming chat uh in the uh folder what do you call them channel on discord uh our One Life Left tech guru and creditor, uh, because we owe him money, another reason for us to sort out our finances, uh, Ed Jefferson, we could promote that. Maybe we can actually recoup the amount of money we owe him in adverts for his latest venture, which is a Wordle skew called Probable, where you flip a coin and you've just got to guess which side it comes down. My longest streak so far, seven. Which actually I did on my first game. Haven't got close since. Um, what else has been going on? A couple of people talking about like that sort of feeling of aging out of games via becoming a parent and the worry that you'll never get back into games again. That that period of your life has gone. And I think the answer is it is completely fine to ebb and f- let your gaming periods ebb and flow. At the start of this year, I was barely playing anything at all, uh, and. Recently, I've found some more time to be be playing stuff and also found the value of games as well because I think it is important to uh, take a little time for yourself and play things either for catharsis or just to let your head rest a little. 
Indeed, and I note that we've had a couple of uh, new arrivals as well. Mr. Chris Number One and Tom Cole both joined the Discord this week. Welcome to you. Look forward to your letters next week. (laughs) We're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio, and Simon, I think you're more in danger of having a fast five this week than any previous week. Is that right, Steve? Do you? How does this work then? Do you have um, like one always ready to go, or do you have a selection of them? Um, is there? I mean, is there a danger that if you that if you have one ready to go and we've not done one for a few weeks, that it could potentially become out of date? Um, is there uh, the video game radio show uh, po- stroke podcast equivalent of a filibuster where actually <laughs> we were you know we would we would love to uh, to think about a fast five but I haven't done them for ages and we've got those those new discord members who've just popped up it just I mean it might it could be a bit too jarring for them separately do you write this stuff or does it all get volunteered I mean, and 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 is there a danger also that some of the answers... Uh, it must be difficult. <laughs> Go on then, hit me. Simon Byron's Fast Five, five hottest video games. And I mean literally hottest, Simon. Chase the Sun. Is that what Good. it's called? Or, or race no, no to the Race sun? to the Sun, race to I the think. Sun. Um, I would add in... Uh, obviously, we reviewed it. Fire Girl. Uh, recently, uh, that's pretty hot. As is Ember. I was going to say Ember, which I signed and published. Very good game. Uh, I was I was looking for that game this week because uh, I was chatting about it with someone, uh, and I found a, a dozen other firefighter games. So you could have all of those if you wanted to cheat your way out of this. Uh, which which I, I would I would be delighted to do. Cl- classic uh, Saturn title. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Blazing uh, no. Squad. <laughs> Fire, 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 fire men. Burning Rangers. Burning Rangers. Blazing Squad is a better name. <laughs> Much better uh, name. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to say Plate Up, the forthcoming Yogscast game in which, uh, you, if you're not careful, you can serve fire to the kitchen. Very good. Fire, I would, Steve, hit me. I, I would go uh, genuinely with um, No Man's Sky. Like the feeling when you land on a planet that is too hot and you have to survive on that, especially if you're playing in one of the sort of more brutal modes, is just, I, I properly feel uncomfortably uncomfortably hot um, in those. But there's loads of games set in hell as well, right? Like uh, Dante's Inferno, for example, or Spelunky even. So pretty easy one. Well done, Simon. I thought you got Thanks, through mate. that admirably. Should we do why the were reviews? You, why were not? you looking for Why were you looking for Ember? Uh, I was looking for Ember because I'm working on a uh, roguelike at the moment, and we were talking about different models of uh, of roguelike. And the uh, the designer on the project that I'm working, uh, he said he had an idea for a firefighting roguelike. And we talked about Ember. Yeah. Okay, good. You're very I also, welcome. I was also just slagging you off. Yeah, well, exactly. Obviously. Uh, all right, let's let's do the reviews. Simon, what have you been playing this week, presumably on your Steam Deck? Well, I continue to play um, 
uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which um, I'm mainly enjoying. Um, it runs very well on the Steam Deck, uh, so um, yeah, it's a it's a Star Wars melee combat game um, set apparently just after Episode Three. I think. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm genuinely baffled by everything Star Wars that's not. <laughs> the original trilogy or the most recent films. That's why I struggle to play Star Wars Battlefront 2, where it merges all where you have a lot of different timelines and I can never remember who's the who's the good guys and who's the bad guys anymore because it got a bit because at one point the bad guys were the good guys. Um anyway, it's not important that you know the lore for this. Um all you know is that you are a Jedi who's hidden his powers and you go through a a uh, process of rediscovering them. Some of the Jedi powers, Steve, and I, you know, I, I had forgotten about. I'd forgotten this from the earlier films. Some of those uh, double, um, are double jump uh, and, <laughs> and wall running, um, which is, you know you famously but remember. And this so is like exactly it. what I'm talking about, right? This He's is what we, what we talked about uh, on the show last week, which is, I, I think the game is beautifully made, really, really professional. But it really grated the way they shoehorn this stuff in, like tried and tested game mechanics, which, you know, I'm not saying the Star Wars universe is the most coherent place in the world, and I don't care very much about that IP, but it just felt a little bit cynical uh, to me. Yeah, but what it does have in it are some really meaty lightsaber battles. Um, and so when you're parrying uh, and slashing, I've got the double lightsaber now. Th thanks very much. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I'm enjoying the combat more than I did with God of War. Um, I'm getting to what I think is the end. I had to knock it down to easy briefly when the ninth sister turned up. And I failed three times, and I thought, I, I can't be bothered doing this again. Good. Well but, done. I, I yeah. can't do that. Like, do you do that regularly? Because I just... No, I don't. I don't. But I, I, so maybe it, it will become common for me now. Um, mm. But it was just like, uh, yeah, look, I've tried three times to do this. Um, I absolutely don't really have the patience for, um, uh, you know, uh, this sort of melee combat stuff where, you know, if you're super cagey and he blah, 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 blah. I just want to get through the Star Wars game if, that, if that's alright with the police mm. um, and yeah so it's cool uh, I will finish it uh, this week I imagine Steve and then hopefully we'll move on to something else but as it stands 7 out of 10 um, I'm not sure what I'm going to play I think I might play GTA 4 next who knows but anyway I'm, I'm thinking I'm lining them up so uh, yeah but still a solid 7 out of 10 so I remember and I'm sure we've referenced this a billion times over the last 17 years, uh, back in the day that the Bitmap Brothers gods claimed to have a difficulty-adjusting algorithm inside it that would make the game harder or easier, depending on how you were playing, um, which seemed revolutionary. I wouldn't know because I found it too hard and never got past the first level or whatever. But I would... Absolutely. I would be fully content with that being buried inside some games. I think, like, it is... Someone's going to write in and correct me about this, but I believe it is an open secret that when... An open design secret that when XCOM claims you have a, you know, 
a low chance of making this shot and then you take it anyway that sometimes it makes that shot just to make you feel good and a lot of the time when you're rolling dice you know literally or figuratively in video games the dice are loaded even though the game implies they are not loaded i want a difficulty system that does that that if it sees me taking on a boss three times if i'm on the normal difficulty level it just it doesn't tell me about it it doesn't flash up a thing in red and go hey looks like you're having a bit of a problem with this shall we take it down a bit you know for you it just does it it makes something happen next time that means i don't know the boss gets stuck in a wall or misses me with more of its shots or whatever and i beat it and i feel good and I, otherwise, I, I'll do the opposite of what you said, which I'm sure you've done before as well, which is, uh, oh, I can't be bothered with this. I'll come back to it. I don't want to lose the achievement or I don't want to lose, you know, the sense. Even if it's not an actual achievement, it's the sense inside myself that in the future I'll be like, oh, yeah, but I cheated. I, I, I don't feel as good about doing this. So instead, you know, it can't tell me about doing that. Otherwise, I'll, you know, I'll just walk away. If it does it in the background, I will stay with the game. I will complete it and everyone's happy. Like I'll feel better. Maybe sign games me are... up. Yeah, sign maybe, me up, Steve. Maybe though. Maybe maybe the thing. What I've just asked for is a feature that I don't know about. So it could well be that all of the games that I've beaten have this in already, and I don't know about it. So, so I, somebody was saying down in uh, Brighton this week that that apparently um, back in the day when you used to rent cartridges from Blockbuster. Um, uh, there was an agreement, uh, or a conversation between Blockbuster and Virgin Interactive at the time, that they always wanted the second level to be super, super hard, um, so that uh, you would continue to rent the cartridge for longer. What? Um, and, that's, and that's why there, the difficulty levels, particularly of the Disney platformers, are so erratic. That's crazy. And amazing. Apparently it's true. Ah. Yeah, apparently it's true. There we go. What have you been playing, Steve? So, uh, I've been playing some of the games that I've been playing over the last week. Uh, went back to Last Call BBS and played the restaurant uh, game, which is very, very Zachtronics and very, very cool and good. I played Power Wash Simulator and cleaned a Stegosaurus in a playground. Again, I continue to think it's an absolutely brilliant game that feels completely monotonous. And it is so boring but leans into it so hard like it's not trying to pretend to be anything other than it is and it kind of it's like it's almost looking at you going yeah i'm boring that's the point like so you can't go it's a bit boring isn't it it's like what do you expect you're washing a thing and it is just satisfying after you've put in 20 minutes and cleaned a stegosaurus uh sometimes that's what you need to do i played a game called gloomgrave which I heard a few people talking about, which is a roguelike in... Uh, but uh, it's a sort of traditional dungeon roguelike explore, uh, fight monsters, move down to the next level, pick up potions and equipment. But it's done in first-person perspective and on a kind of... Uh, I don't know how to reference this without saying Eye of the Beholder-style grid, where you are moving forward in chunks and turning. Um, I like it much less than I thought I would, because I've been craving an Eye of the Beholder-style game for ages. Um, I wasn't really into the... It's early access, so there's a lot for them to do, but uh, at the moment it feels like the levels have no personality and there's not a lot of choice within them, so that when you you basically hit stuff and then you either die or no, and that's kind of it. Uh, it's also kind of laborious moving around in these games. 
like in first person, which I didn't expect, but it's true. Uh, seven out of ten for that. Play a lot more Noiter, uh, loving the daily challenge right now and doing quite well at them, although never getting close to completing it. I've now sunk more into that game than any other game I've played in the history of my Steam account. 309 hours wow. currently on record. Uh, and that is only, that's 12 hours in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, another hey, 10 since I come back to it. If you want a bit of Twitter in for me, Go on Steam and slag it off. Really? Why? Well, because people go, oh, he hates well, yeah, it. He's played for 300 that. hours. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I've played, uh, you know, I've been playing the daily run of Golfie and I've been doing more Cat Cafe Manager with my daughter. But the game that I have sunk uh, so far, one and a half hours into, that has been a joy, is A Short Hike which is one of those annoying things that everybody was telling me was brilliant, what, 18 months ago, two years, or something like that. Everyone saying, you'll love it, and I was like, no, I won't, I'm not going to do it, because you've all made up your minds about it already. And I wish I'd played it before, because it is a gentle, gentle explore up for want of a better term, where you play a small bird wandering around a very, very wholesome island, trying to sort of get to the top, but not being that bothered about it. Um, it's It shares a lot in common with Celeste, weirdly, and yet it's exactly the opposite of it as well. Uh, and it's beautifully rendered as well. It's like the style is great. The design of the islands is, is great. Everything about it is just fantastic. Seven out of ten. Good stuff. Well, I think we're nearing the end of the show. What I will say is... Um, obviously, uh, it's been great catching up with you, Steve. Um, next week, then, we are trying a new piece of software which will allow us to have direct interaction with those that want to see how we record it live. Um, I think the price of admission should be sending us a letter. <laughs> yes, we can. I mean, I've looked at the software. We are allowed to invite people into the call. We're also, excitingly, Simon, allowed to fire jingles again. Like, make them happen rather than edit them in afterwards. Uh, oh, yeah. great. So Good. that is useful. Right. Well, I look forward to that then. Um, I mean, it, you know, spoiler alert, it won't be working in time for next week, will it? Um, but let's see. Let's let's do our best. Maybe let's have a test call this week, shall we? Yes. Good idea. And if this isn't working, like I did read something about just rather than using Zoom, we could try using Discord as our platform. That's it for us and Zoom. Sorry, you've you've abused us for too long. We're off. Uh, out thanks. of this 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 relationship. It's off. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. it's over. Uh, walking away or getting booted off after 40 minutes. Good. Right. Uh, well, I'll see you next week. And maybe I'll see you next week, listener. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Until next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.